Hey, GT, welcome. Uh, it's good to have you today. Thank you for joining us on uh, GT Live, Facebook Live, however you're joining us today. Uh, if you're tuning in on a podcast later, we welcome you as well. Uh, and I just want, can I encourage you right now as you're watching this, can you share it with your friends? Um, we would appreciate you sharing that on your Facebook friends, Instagram, however you would do that. Uh, but if you don't mind sharing that link, that would be great. Um, I want to uh, say today, June 7th, 2020, uh, you think about that. I also want you to think today uh, about the word story. Think of how powerful uh, stories are in our life. And also think about this. We all have a story, right? Uh, it's kind of our life. It's how we're living. And uh, I want to talk to you about that today. Uh, when you think about story, you know, there's always, a, there's always a date with every story. You think of today's news, uh, June 7th, what happens on that day. And we, we all have calendars, you know, and I often talk about the days go slow and the years go by quick and we rip off another month from the calendar. Um, but today we're going to talk about story. Uh, when you look it up in the dictionary, which I often do, uh, it's an account of incidents or events. And it's a statement regarding the facts pertinent to a situation uh, or uh, an event that took place. So we're going to talk about uh, the story of God's word today. Obviously, it's what we do at GT. We preach the word. But I'm going to also share with you parts of my story. Um, you know, you just think about news stories. You know, uh, the newspaper. In fact, kids, uh, you may not know what a newspaper is. Ask your mom and dad what a, what a newspaper is, right? Uh, but it's today's news. And you just think of all the stories, all the stories in our life, in history. You know, I loved history in, in uh, school. I, was, I wasn't math and wasn't science, but I really enjoyed history. And so it's just, um, it's a teaching of stories that happen in the world, in our country, and in our lives. And as we watch stories, as we hear stories, uh, there's all different kinds. There's stories that make us really mad. There's stories that make us want to cry. There's stories that make us laugh. There's all kinds of stories. There's stories that cause us to kind of want to stand up and say, you know what, I want to change that. I want to change that story. I want to make an impact in that. And that's how story affects our life. And in our personal life, uh, there's all parts of our story. There's, there's great times. I mean, you think back of all the great moments in your life. Um, you know, you think about the grieving times, the hard times, the fun times, the, the times that are just absolutely crushing. And as you're listening today, I know for sure many of you are listening and saying, man, I will never forget this date in my life. You, you, can, you can almost to the day say that day changed my life in a good way or a bad way, all right? And so that's what we're going to talk about in this series. We're starting a new series today, and it's simply called Faithful. And so our teaching team over the next few weeks is going to talk about, uh, about life. About, uh, we're going to talk about change, which is the constant in all of our lives. Life is always changing. Our story is always changing. There's another chapter being written. And what we want to learn in this series that is that God in all of that, in every season of life, God is faithful. And our heart and our desire in this teaching is that we will develop like a trusting confidence in God, putting our hope in his truth and saying, God, no matter what season I'm in, I'm going to learn that you are faithful to me. Uh, we're going to be teaching this series from the story of uh, one of the you know, big guys in the Bible. Uh, his name's Abraham. He's a patriarch. If you're new to the scripture... Well, we're glad you're joining us, but if you look at the Old Testament, Abraham, who was initially called Abram, Abram was far from God. 
Uh, he was growing up in, the Bible says, the Ur of the Chaldeans in Babylon. It was a part of the uh, region of Mesopotamia. And you, if you look in history, you can see it from like the 18th century to the 6th century. Uh, they were kind of one of the world powers. And this is where Abram was from. And out of that, his story, um, far from God, away from God, God calls him. This is how God raises up the nation of Israel. He, he establishes the Hebrew uh, people out of Abram. And uh, it's just a great story in Abraham's life of faithfulness. In fact, uh, Abram is known, he becomes Abraham, he becomes known as the father of our faith. And you can read about it. I would encourage you just to take a time this week and the weeks to come, read out of Genesis, Genesis chapter 11, Genesis 15. In fact, I'm going to read Genesis 15 to you right now, verse 7. It says, then the Lord told him, told Abram, I am the Lord who brought you out of the Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. So God was just moving him into a new place. And so I, I want to encourage you to read that. I also, again, today want to share with you my story. Because when I think about the calendar, when I think about my life, June 7th, June 7th, 2020, but June 7th, 2015, five years ago today, my life changed forever. And so I want to show you just a part of my story and my life. Uh, we're going to put it on video. The production team put it together. I want you to see this. Uh, I want to share it with you today. that evening, pastors Brian and Lynn were in a tragic accident. As a result of that accident, Pastor Brian lost both his leg and wife of 28 years. An urgent prayer request has been issued to the members of GT Church in Spring Township after one of its pastors was killed and another seriously injured in a motorcycle crash around 6 Sunday night. Pastor Brian Cock and his wife Lynn Cock were riding southbound on a motorcycle together on Grange Road in Burn Township when police say a northbound SUV struck them in the southbound lane. Pastor Lynn was killed. Pastor Brian was flown to Reading Hospital where he is reportedly recovering from abdominal injuries and a leg amputation. Immediately, our church family, the community, and people from around the world began to pray. And I'm here tonight on behalf of the Assemblies of God World Mission for Africa and hundreds of missionaries that are praying for you, thousands of Africans that are praying for you, people that desperately love you and believe in you, and also people believe that Brian is going to be back on this platform one day. Amen. Even the delicate state that we may be in, we must make a decision. That decision is will we, to, will we move from being first responders to becoming faith responders. The 
This isn't about, we're not here like a wave of, a, of adrenaline. This isn't emotion, but our feet are planted on the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're not going anywhere. Our faith is strong in the Lordship of Christ. Saying goodbye to our beloved friend, sister, daughter, mother, and soon-to-be grandmother and pastor was difficult. But as Pastor Greg shared at Lynn's services, we all rejoiced in knowing that she was the only person who wasn't hurting. She is now in the presence of Jesus. Every time I see that video, uh, it's hard. And uh, in fact, I was, you heard Rhonda's voice and saw her in the video. She's Lynn's sister. And uh, we were talking this week. And there's times in my life and her life we were talking, that seems like it was five minutes ago that that happened. And then there's times when it seems like it's 50 years ago. But it was a it was a date in my life. It was a day that impacted my story forever and uh, impacted my boys forever uh, as well. And, uh, and when I think about that, you know, when you think about God being faithful, God's always with us, all right? And we, we know that, but there's times it doesn't feel that way. There's times it feels like he's a million miles away. It feels like, man, where is God? Where was God in that, in that moment? And... Um, the Bible is full of that kind of teaching. In Psalms, it talks about King David would often talk about like, God, where are you? You know, you are faithful. You're a good God. But where are you for me? And I just want to acknowledge today that, you know, um, maybe you've questioned God. I'll, I'll tell you right now, during that season, there were times I questioned God. I, I truly did. Man, what if I'd have hit one more red light? What if, uh, what if one thing would have taken place that I wouldn't meet a drunk driver on a motorcycle in the worst turn a mile from my house. Um, and that's just a, it's a part of my story. You know, I, I, uh, we have put a book together. It's called I'm All Right. And uh, again, when you think about your story, I, when this, this book, and I remember kind of I get through life with prayer, and we kind of sometimes laugh, and it just helps us. And I was talking with my boys, and my story, obviously, as a minor league baseball player, I was hit in the left eye and lost my left eye when it was hit with a baseball. Um, course, losing my left leg. And the hardest part for me was losing the wedding ring off my left hand. And, you know, so I don't got much left on the left. But friends, I want to tell you, uh, I am all right uh, because I have God and God is faithful. And so if you've questioned God, if you've gone through hard things, I pray this series that we're going to be teaching over the next weeks is going to be a blessing and help to you. Uh, and certainly because it, it really, uh, that story is a reminder to me that God has been completely 
faithful to me. When I, when I think about the word faithful, and again, I always do look it up in Webster's and you look at some of the synonyms. Let me share some of the synonyms with you about faithful. It says true, accurate, realistic, authentic, close, true to life, exact, truthful, and steadfast. I want to tell you, God is all of those things in every season of our life, even when it doesn't feel like it. You know, we said change is constant in our life, but the Bible says God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And five years ago, obviously, it, our life was changed. My boys, uh, and I think about that, it would be changed forever, but God never changes, and we're so grateful. And that's true for me, that's true for you, that's what the word proclaims. And it means he's faithful every day of our life, all right? What I also talk about at times is that our story needs to be connected to God's story. Because if it's just our story, then it's not much of a story. It's just, well, it's just another story. But when our life is connected to God, that makes a huge difference. And not only that, our lives certainly, and we're going to see it in the text we read today uh, to kick this series off, that our lives, our stories are connected to other people in good ways and some bad ways. Five years ago, my life got connected to a young man that was drunk. I'd never met him, but boy, we met that day. And so it was a, a real negative thing in my life. And many of you that are watching, you can think of not only a date, but you can think of a person that either made a real positive impact in your life or a very negative, crushing impact in your life. So I'm gonna encourage you this morning, uh, wherever you're watching and listening, uh, let's turn to Genesis 16. Genesis 16, and we're gonna look at the life of a person who found God to be faithful. All right, and I'll be sharing parts of my story with it as we go through. Uh, some stories are, are well-known. Some stories are not so well-known. When I think of this text, Genesis 16, I mean, many of us, not all of us, but many of us have the understanding of who Abraham is, all right? But who's Hagar? Because that's really who we're gonna look at today. And her story, what it reminds me when I read Genesis 16, it reminds me that uh, stories, you know, that she has a lot of private pain. There's a lot of, parts of her story that no one knows, but she certainly did. So let's look, look at Genesis 16, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. It says, now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. I mean, think of that. This is the first verse. Think of how complex our stories are. So there's Sarai, there's Abram. They, Sarai cannot have children. She's unable to have a child. And it talks about uh, Hagar now who was an Egyptian servant. So think of the complexity of that. I, I think many times, as you, if you've known me for years, you know that I have an interest in names. And when you read the name Hagar, you're thinking, what does that name mean? She's, uh, she's from Egypt, and she has a name uh, that she really ends up becoming, as we read the story, the mother of the Arab nation. And the meaning of her name is forsaken or flight. Forsaken or flight. We're going to think about that as we, as we read the story. Look at verse number two. So Sarah said to Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarah's proposal. Again, complex, right? Look at these first two verses. I'm not going to go into it, right? Very complex. So Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife this happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. He was around 85 years old at this time. Verse four says, so Abram had sexual relations with Hagar and became 
she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarah, with contempt. Again, you just see the complexity of this story. She now is treating Sarah different. You know, now I'm pregnant. Now I'm his wife, okay? Uh, boy, they, they get complicated. You think, you know, we think about America today. Think of what we've been through in the last several weeks and months. Complex, hard, difficult, not easy to figure out. Verse five. Then Sarah said to Abram, this is all your fault. Again, interesting, right? All the wives nudge your husband. It was her idea and yet she's mad at Abram. I put my servant into your arms, but now she's pregnant. She treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. So now Abram and Sarah are having a fight. They're having difficulty over this, which is true. Verse, verse six, Abram replied, look, she's your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarah treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. Again, her, ma- her name meaning forsaken. flight. So Hagar gets so wearied, she's now pregnant with Abraham's child. She gets so wearied with Sarah's harsh treatment of her that she runs away. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness. Interesting that the angel of the Lord found her. Hagar wasn't looking for her, but God was looking for her. Along the road to Shur, the angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? Can you just think for him, just, I want to pause right now. Think about your story. Think about your life. I don't know your story, but I want to ask you the same question through God's word. Where have you come from and where are you going? What has happened in days past and what's going to happen days, weeks, months, and years from now? What a powerful question as it relates to our story. Here's what Hagar says. She says, I'm running away From my mistress Sarai, she replied. And when I think of that question that the angel of God asked Hagar, it made me think of, as we look at the rest of the story of our bottom line today, that in every part of our story, there is a God who sees and there is a God who hears. In every part of our story. When we think about the faithfulness of God in every part of our story, the bottom line is there is a God who sees and there is a God who hears. I want to talk first about the God who sees. Uh, Hagar was emotionally abandoned, all right? Uh, Her life was never her own, when you think about it. She was never first in anyone's life. Uh, When you read the the backstory of it in Genesis, she is a servant of Pharaoh, another powerful nation in the world. She's a servant to Pharaoh. Pharaoh gives Hagar to Abraham. So no one is close enough to Hagar to know her, to feel her pain. They don't really care about her. They've pushed her aside. She's like a piece of property. It's it's tragic when you think of this horrific story. Hagar is not known by anyone. There was no one she could count on, not even the father of her child. Now she's pregnant from Abram, and that's right. Not even Abraham, Abram stands for her. Not even, does he not even stand up for her? So think of the horrific feeling she had. Pharaoh to Abram, Abram to Sarah. Now she's the servant of Sarai. Sarai gives him back to Abram to have a child. So it's not about her life, about her needs, about how she feels. She's just being pushed around. The big question is, I want to ask you is, who cared about this woman? There's times you may feel like that. Who cares about me? 
It's just one of the many stories. It's one of the heartbreaking stories, whatever it may be. Ask yourself that question. Who cares about me? That's what we're gonna learn in this series, that God cares about us. I mean, there were moments in that, that story five years ago in my life, I questioned that. I, I've been a pastor, a Christian for many years, but I thought, God, you know, where were you in that moment? God, how could my life be changed within a second? God sees us and God, God hears us. Not only was Hagar emotionally abandoned, but she was spiritually wounded. I mean, at this time, really around the world, as I said, in, in one of the things we learn about Abram's life is that God changes him from Abram to Abraham, takes him from the Ur, the Chaldees, and raises him up to be the Hebrew nation, to be the founding father of the Israeli nation. I mean, you can read Genesis 12, and I'm sure some of our teaching team may be alluding to that as well, that God calls him out and says, Abram, you are blessed. Out of you are gonna come great a great and mighty nation, and those who are with you are gonna be blessed, and those who come against you are gonna be cursed. God raises him up. And certainly now Hagar, being a part of God's family because of this, she's learning about God. They would have told her that he is the true God, the creator of the world. She would have understood that undeserving people now are receiving grace. Here's Abram, this pagan, that now God is blessing. She would have learned all that from this couple, and yet even though she finds herself in this, the family of God, she's horribly mistreated. Think about that. It's a complex story. Friends, I want to tell you in this series, and you know it, it's not always sunny and 70 in our life. This week we had horrible storms, trees falling down. You know, think about it. It's, it's we lose our power. Life isn't easy. This story talks about slavery, contempt. It talks about revenge and a lack of trusting God's faithfulness. That Sarai didn't trust God's faithfulness, and that's why she offers Hagar to Abram as a wife. Think of the complexity that caused. She becomes the mother of the Arab nations. It must have been devastating for Hagar. What good thoughts could she have about the God of Abraham and Sarah after that? Years ago, we did a series called Burned by Church, uh, there are times, maybe you've been hurt in the church. Maybe it's hard for you to even tune in and listen to a pastor or a church because you've been hurt by the church. I can tell you right now, no church is perfect. GT is a healthy church. I can tell you personally, man, five years ago, we've done all we can. I've been here over 33 years. We've always tried to love, reach our community, do whatever we could. But five years ago, I felt the love of this church. Five years ago, my boys and my family felt the love of GT Church. And I, looking back, I want to say thank you for that. It's not surprising that she ran not only from Abraham and Sarah, but I believe in many ways Hagar was running from God. That may be true of your life story. Have you ever been hurt by someone that calls themselves a Christian? You've been abused, you've been hurt, you've been physically or whatever it may be, spiritually, you've been hurt by someone that says, oh, I'm a, I'm a man of God, I'm a child of God, I'm a woman of God. Are you blaming God for maybe some of the hard things that happen in your life? You're saying there can't be a God that lets this happen. I've been asked that about my story. I'd, there, there were different people that asked me, Brian, how in the world can you keep serving God when you've been through all this? You know, we've, we'll maybe put some pictures up during this, this teaching today. When you look back at that, you say, well, I wanna tell you, uh, it, it is hard, man. We live in a part of a, we live in the fallen world, in a sinful word, world. And here's the deal. Yes, God is faithful, but we live in a fallen world. 
There are good things that happen to bad people, and there are bad things that happen to good people. Friends, wherever you're sitting, if you're sitting with someone, look at them and say, you know, this isn't heaven. No, we're living on earth. But I want you to know, in the heartache, God sees people. He sees us. Look at verse 13 in our text. Genesis 16, verse 13. Thereafter, Hagar used another name. So he meets her this stream. He meets her there by the road, sure. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord, who had spoken to her and said, you are the God who sees me. God represents himself with this name of El Roy E, the God who sees. Think about that. God sees us. June 7, 2015, God saw me. I will never forget waking up weeks later. It was, it was the, probably the lowest point of my life. I wake up, hit head on, 19 surgeries, almost lost my life. I've done hundreds of funerals as a pastor, but I missed my own wife's funeral. I will never forget kind of starting to wake up. Didn't even know where I was in the Reading Hospital. I remember the chaplain saying to our family and some of the close people saying, look, if you don't want to be the one that tells Brian what happened, then just change the subject and he'll go with you. And that, they would. You know, uh, I know Greg would come in sometimes and pray for me. And, and, uh, and I began to kind of ask Greg, like, where's Lynn? And, you know, just, they could change the direction easily. I, I do remember, I think it was Rhonda for sure, that finally one day just said, today we're going to tell Brian. And she said, Brian, I'm laying there in a hospital bed, not even really knowing that. And she said, Brian, listen to me, Lynn is dead. And you've lost your leg. You were in a really bad accident. I will never forget that feeling as long as I live. I'll never forget running my left hand down over my leg to feel my leg and there was no kneecap and there was no leg. Friends, I wanna tell you something. In every part of our story, there is a God who sees and there's a God who hears. And God not only sees, but he knows our thoughts. He knows our feelings. I mean, when you read about Jesus in the New Testament, he's El Roi. He knew what people were thinking. He knew the mind of the sinner, the mind of the Pharisee. You can see it, Matthew 22, Matthew 26, Luke 5. There are all these examples, all right? Not only does it illustrate that God connects with people and that that people can connect with God, but his omniscience means he's, he's all-knowing, he's omnipresent, he's everywhere, but he knows every part of us. He knows when we're sad, he knows when we're happy, he knows when we're grieving, he knows when we're doubting. God knows every part of our life. He knows our heart. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows everything about us, and he's not forsaken. He is the God who sees. Boy, I hope you hear that in this series that, this, this, these couple of weeks. He reaches out to Hagar. He says, I'm the God who sees you. She says, you're El Roe. I remember in my accident, I'm still, I honestly, as, as crazy as it sounds, I'm still learning things about my story that I didn't know. Man, that drunk driver hit us on that blind turn. I have no memory of it. I don't dream about it. I have no memory of it. He hit us. I just remember waking up. And as I heard the story, the first person that came to us in that accident, was a man and wife. They were going out for something to eat, grabbing sandwiches or something. They came around that turn and they saw it. I'll never forget his wife telling me, I met the couple. I'll never forget her saying to me, you know, my husband gets a little eerie around blood, but he came up on that accident. There's blood everywhere. 
He looked at me pinned underneath the truck and he thought Brian, or who, he didn't even know who I was, but he thought maybe I was gone. He went right to Lynn and began to pray for her. I, think, I thank God for the first responders. We love the police, we love the fire. All those who came, the EMTs, man, thank God. They literally saved my life in that way. But he prayed, he was the first, first responders. Like Greg said, he was a faith responder. Uh, he realized then Lynn had passed. He heard a noise or something about me. He came over and prayed for me. God's eyes were on me. God sees and knows us. It's amazing that God sees us in that way that he really knows. And when God sees us, you know, many times we think about God, oh, he sees everything and he's gonna just knock us over the head. God doesn't see us with condemnation. God sees us with love. It's very striking to me at the time that God reaches out to Hagar. She wasn't reaching out to him. She was running from him. And, and maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you're running from God. You don't see God as faithful. You see God as unfaithful. You see God as not caring about you, that God has no idea who you are. Hagar, I think, felt that way. She's running from Abraham and Sarah, but she's running from God. Hardly seems like a time, right, that God would reach out to her. And I want to say this to you. No matter where you are in your story, God's eyes are always on you. God sees you before you ever see him. How did he turn her around? He says to her in verse eight, he says, Sarah, he says, Hagar, where have you come from and where are you going? Man, what a powerful question. And she obviously says that she's running from Sari. I want you to think about that question as we look at the next point. Uh, let's go back to the text, Genesis 16. Let's look, look at verse nine. We talked about the God who sees. And now he says, the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Again, time out. Boy, complex, right? Stop running away from her. Go back to her and submit to her authority. Verse 10, then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. The angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael. What a powerful thought. I mean, she's now pregnant with Abraham's child. She's running. She just, she's being so mistreated that she can't even be around Sarah. But God says, I want you to go back to her. I want you, trust me with this. Trust my faithfulness. There's going to be many descendants that come from you. You're going to have a, a little boy, and his name's going to be Ishmael, which, look at this, which means God hears. God has heard. So God not only sees, but God hears. In every part of our story, there's a God who sees and there's a God who hears. And he didn't hear her prayers. There's no thought in the text that she's praying. She's running from God. She's just running. But he heard her distress. I want you to think about that. Look at verse 12. This son of yours will be a wild man. Notice this. As untamed as a wild donkey, he will raise his fist against everyone and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all of his relatives. As we learn about Ishmael, we learn about there is a God who hears. He said, I have heard your cry of distress, Genesis 16, 11. It does not say he listened to her prayers. He just heard her cries. And uh, I, I just really want you to think about that today. Uh, God, not only, yes, God does hear our prayers. I can tell you right now, he heard the prayers of this church. He heard the prayers of people around the world. He heard the prayers of my family. God not only hears our prayers, but he sees our tears. Today, I, I brought with me something this morning that, you know, this is something my mom had. 
Um, and she wrote down all the events of June 7th and what she felt. And my mom trusts God's faithfulness. And there are hundreds of scriptures that talk about the faithfulness of God. And she wrote things down. You know, my sister Marcia, which was such a great help, and came, uh, and, and we were all praying. My boys, I mean, so many. This church, I could go on and on. The people who prayed. But this is a journal of a reminder to my mom of how faithful God is on every day of our life. Every day of the calendar, God is faithful. He heard your prayers. GT, thank you for praying for me. God heard our prayers. Ishmael means the God has heard, the God who has heard. I think of Hagar every time she must have called his name. That's gonna be a date. When, when God saw her there at that, at that stream, that, that'll be a day she never forgets. Every time she said, Ishmael, Ishmael, come here, Ishmael. Every time she called her son's name, she's reminded that God sees me and God hears me. We need those memories in our life. Pharaoh didn't look after me. Not even Abraham, the father of faith, didn't look after her. Sari became jealous of her and there was contention between them. She was forsaken. She flew away from God. She was in flight. She was emotionally abandoned, spiritually abandoned. I wanna ask you something today as you listen. Are you quitting on God? Are you running away from God? Have you been hurt by the church and you're running from the church? You say, I'm done serving God. I've been hurt by someone that called themselves a Christian. Life is hard, I wanna tell you. And life continues to be. Like, it's, it's not easy. I, I think about it, you know. I get up every morning. Every morning I strap this leg on. It's not easy. I'll never forget what happened to me, but I will also never forget the faithfulness of God. I thank God that I'm even standing here today, that God sees me, he hears me. And I wanna tell you right now, God is faithful to help us. When we walk with God in faith, it doesn't mean like it's easy, all right? It doesn't mean like, okay, once I accept God in my life, now life's a bowl of cherries and it's gonna be really easy. No, that's not what happens. But God's grace is sufficient. You may be listening today, your life isn't sunny in 70. You're going through some hard times. I want to encourage you. Not only, not only does the word of God say he's faithful, I want to tell you from my own personal life and story, I know God is faithful. Obedience to God, even after you've been through something hard and even after God's helped you, it's, it's not easy. I mean, like I said, 19 surgeries, 51 days, waking up, missing Lynn's funeral, having to forgive the young man that did this thinking that man's choices affected my life. You know, and, and he got four and a half years for drunk driving. We were the second family he hit. In time, that'll, that'll end for him, but he's given me a life sentence. So Hagar did what the Lord had commanded. She did go back. And I wanted to say to you, when she did go back, it didn't mean everything worked out well. Uh, this story, honestly, and this is what I love about the Bible, this story didn't, you know, this isn't a story that, you know, and they all lived happily ever after, <laughs> no. The Bible speaks of the real world. The Bible is authentic. The Bible's not just these myths and fables, no. It speaks of the ongoing difficulties in life. If you're a single mother, if you've been a hurt wife or a, 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 a father who's gone through hard times, I don't know what your story is. I don't know what your calendar looks like, but I wanna tell you what, God is faithful even in the difficult times. This is not a message, come to Jesus and everything will be wonderful. This is a message, come to Jesus and you'll learn that God is faithful. In every part of our story, there's a God who sees and there's a God who hears.
God's word says his grace is sufficient for us. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says that God's grace will be sufficient for us. I'm saying to you today, based on the word of God and based on my experiences, God sees you, God hears you, God knows you, God will bring healing to you, God can give you everlasting life. I wanna tell you today, too, about a moment in my life, part of the story. I I don't know the exact date. I, I do know this. 51 days in the hospital, my first day back home, I was living in Leesport at the time, maybe you saw some of the parts in the video, maybe there's a picture or whatever, but my, my boys, I'll never forget Ben driving me home, and it was August 8th, August 8th was my, another important date in my life, uh, that day, August 8th, 2015, I would have been married to Lynn 28 years. And some days go by, I didn't even have my prosthetic leg. I was really just, I was struggling. I, I really was. I, I went from having a wife, three boys, and all that. Uh, we were expecting our first grandchild. Life was good. Church was blessed. We were doing so many things. And I'll never forget coming home at that time. And I wondered, am I ever going to walk again? I wondered, am I ever going to be able to live life any way the way I used to? I gotten out of therapy, I was doing therapy at home, still trying to get used to my leg if I was gonna get it. And I remember laying there on my living room rug, I was trying to stretch and do the things they were telling me to do to make sure that my hip would work right. And I'll never forget, I had my uh, music on, my worship music, and Matt Redman came on with a song, it was entitled Never Once. And that song was so powerful and the team is gonna sing it for you today. And I I want it to impact your life that never once has God left us alone. There's never once that God doesn't hear us or see us or love us or care about us. And I hope this song impacts you in your life story the way it did mine. Just how far we've come Knowing that for every step
up with joy our hearts can say never once did we ever walk alone carried by your constant grace held within your perfect you're going through today but man what a what a great song and I do want to remind you that never once uh, there's never a part of your story that God doesn't see you or hear you and uh, I I want to encourage you today maybe your story maybe you have a lot of private pain like Hagar had um, but today we need to, to remember that God does love us that God is faithful I said during the message that you know uh, that's true propositionally. The Word of God tells us that no matter what season, God is faithful. He sees and hears. But it's also experiential. In other words, you can experience that. And that's what I experience in my life. And I, I want to encourage you with that today. I'm standing in the green room today. Uh, this is where when we are gathered here physically at the church, we pray for our services and we pray for the worship and the Word. Uh, and in the green room, we have a mosaic wall. Uh, it came, was put up a few uh, weeks after the accident back in 15, maybe it was 16 even when we did it. But we did a series called Shattered. And we don't, you'll see all kinds of things. Everything broken, all these things were broken on our stage and there's yardsticks because we don't measure up and there's all kinds of things that are broken. And what it reminds us every time we walk into this place and pray before one of our services, it reminds us that there's a lot of brokenness in this world. There's a lot of brokenness with those who may be listening today, but we are reminded that God can take the broken and he can make it beautiful. In fact, one of the things that's always touching for me is that part of my motorcycle, my windshield off my Harley Davidson is on this mosaic wall. And there's so many times when I come in, I just, I do glance at that and I think about, it's a reminder to me that God is faithful. He sees, he hears me, he helps me. And he takes all the brokenness in our lives 
and he can make it beautiful. And I, you know, I don't know today, today is June 7th, 2020, that's the day. I don't know what your June 7th is. I don't know the date that you'll never forget. I don't know maybe the date that changed your life, but I wanna tell you this, today, this day, June 7th, 2020, this Sunday morning, God can change your life. And I wanna invite you to pray with me today because the God who sees and the God who hears, he's gonna hear your prayer. And so I wanna pray with you. If you need Christ in your life, I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not asking you to be a better person. I'm asking you to repent of your sin, to give your life to God, to trust God, no matter what season. It may be sunny and 70 in your life, but friends, one day we're gonna have to stand before God. And I wanna pray this salvation prayer with you. And so wherever you're listening, if you confess it with your mouth and you believe it in your heart, I wanna tell you right now, God will be faithful to forgive your sins and give you everlasting life. Because the other thing I think about when I stand here is that you don't know. We can't boast about tomorrow because we don't know what tomorrow will bring. So let's pray together. Father, I pray right now for everyone listening. And God, we pray out loud. We lift our voice to say, God, I know you see me. I know you hear me. And God, I believe you want to help me. And so so today, God, as I pray this prayer, I confess my sin. I want to give my life to you, my sins to you. I want to give you my future. I want to give you every part of my life. God, come into my life. Make me your son or daughter. Change my life forever. Give me, God, the gift of salvation. I'm placing my faith in you. I believe that you died for my sins. You rose from the dead. And God, I repent of my sins, thought, word, and deed, and I give myself to you today. Come into my life today. In Jesus' name. Amen. I I wanted to say this. If you prayed that simple prayer, um, man, we are so happy for you. It's just the beginning. It's the beginning of a whole new life. It really is. I did it years and years ago, but God changed my life. I'll never forget that. That was another date. It was in August of 1981. But I want to encourage you today, if you prayed that prayer, uh, boy, there's a link below. Uh, Whether you're watching on Facebook, they're going to put it in the comments. If you're watching on GT Live, you can just go right to it. There's information we want to get to you. Taking those first steps, I know as an amputee, I've always thought about sometimes that first step is the scariest step. You think, man, I've prayed and I've asked God in my heart, but now what? I have no understanding. Well, that's what this resource is about. We'll make sure you get it electronically. However, we'll get that to you. But you need to give us your name and email. We'll certainly be praying for you. Uh, And so thank you so much for doing that today. Man, we love you guys. Uh, We're excited for what God is doing in your life. And so thank you for joining us in Jesus' name. I'm going to pray as we close up. God, just bless us today. Give us a great day. Uh, And we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. As Pastor Brian mentioned in his message, I hope you are feeling encouraged to walk with God in faith and obedience, knowing that no matter how hard life may feel or can be, God will always be faithful. Our mission here at GT Church is to reach people and grow together in Christ. So if you enjoyed today's message, we'd be honored if you partnered with us in that mission and share it with your friends and your family. So if your friends and family prefer to watch a church service, you can share our website, our YouTube, and you can share our Facebook page. But if they prefer to actually listen to a church service, you can share our GT Church podcast with them. 
And don't forget to invite them to join us on Sundays at 9 and 11, because it's a really awesome way to get connected to a community. And speaking of being connected, make sure you follow us all week long on social media at GT Church Online. And don't forget to check out our website. We have some awesome resources for you there as well. I hope you have a great week and we will see you this Wednesday night for even more discussion about how God is faithful. We'll see you there.